Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast. I'm already giggling, so this should be a very interesting episode. I'm not going to hesitate. I have Dr. Brandeis Marshall on the um, show today, and if you could introduce yourself to the audience, please. Oh, sure. I am a, let's see, computer scientist by training. I am an instructor, educator like yourself. Um, by occupation, I teach at the college level and above, and I am running a startup. So I've just started a startup about a couple months ago, so we can talk about that too. Um, I'm working day and night, traveling, speaking, uh, resting, dealing with a lot of wellness. So it was very nice to get a little rest and relaxation over the past few days. And now we're going to get back to the grind. So that is me in a nutshell. All right. So I start the show as always, you know, um, how to use, how, why is it important to cause a scene and how are you causing a scene? All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's dive into this. <laughs> and also just to let you know, this is an uncensored show. So you can use whatever words, whatever phrasing you feel like. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So, um, the United States, and in fact, I think the world, is becoming more black and brown, yet our educational system does not reflect its constituents in the books that we learn from, in the instruction that we have. Um, in particular, since I'm in this data science space, um, I work a lot with trying to broadening participation access, inclusion, and representation in computing and in data science, um, we don't have many people of color, just period. So as someone that has been teaching for a long time, I'm just now moving into trying to find nuggets and examples and showcase all of that. It could be at the college, collegiate level. It could be at the professional level. But I'm trying to build in race, gender, class to whomever I'm instructing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when Dr. Um, Brandeis got on the logged in, I was I had to stop, pause her for a second because I had to complete a tweet, and and then I, I sent her the tweet and we just started laughing because this tweet is um uh, by an individual and i'm going to share it in the links but it says sorry bell street was too much for me um to uh wait a minute sorry <laughs> bell street was too much for me too though beautifully acted acted written and shot i'm exhausted by examples of black love engulfed in trauma and horrible endings i, I, I had to tweet this because i said this is why I won't view any more video of black bodies being beaten by police or terrorized by whiteness going about our daily lives. Yes, blacks have had to endure the horrors of white supremacy and in all caps, yet I refuse in all caps to allow this to be the only all caps negative um, narrative that's told. I just, I, I get it. I, I this is the thing for, 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 for me here on this. And then mm -hmm. I want to talk about, because I wrote some um, notes, I want to talk about your learning the language of Black Twitter. I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about your startup. We can go anywhere with this in this hour, but I want to start <laughs> here because yeah. it seems to me, and I said this several months ago, and people who know me, this started... And I didn't have the language then. After watching Boys in the Hood, let me look up when the hell that movie. Oh, yeah. Boys, I want to let y'all know when in the hood. 1991. <laughs> yeah. So we're dating ourselves. Yes. Yes. But there was a whole genre of it, though, right? Boys in the Hood, New Jack City. You know, who was the one Lady Murphy was in? Uh, oh, Harlem Nights? Yeah, Harlem It was all, those yes. were all It was, yes. Time. It was it was all of that. It was um, 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 set it off. All of that stuff was out at that point. Before I even got, I had been out of been out of high school a few years at that point. I 
I knew in my early 20s, I couldn't watch this stuff. And I didn't have the language for it. I just knew that I just could not continue mm-hmm. to watch this stuff. And now what I understand is I'm sick of you white people being voyeurs to our pain. This is so insidious. It is so disgusting to me that it takes you watching a video of us being brutalized by the police or some white woman calling the cop, whatever, for you to believe our lived experience that we have been trying to communicate you from, from, from day one. I will not participate in that. My friends know very, if it ain't about, if it ain't funny or a superhero movie, don't ask me to go see it. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I'm not doing it. I mean, I get to the point where I can't even see certain shows. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. If, if, if it's, if it, mm-mm, nope. I can't, I can't like, um, um, what was the most recent one? Oh, Eight, that, um, that, well, I know that watch, the Watchmen that's on HBO, everybody talking about. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that, but, um, Ava DuVernay, I. Oh, oh no. I, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, about the four, the five. I saw the first one and I was like, I can't. Uh-uh. I don't want to watch that. I'm not watching The Handmaid's Tale. I'm not watching any of that stuff. Mm-mm. Nope. I have to protect my mental health. I do not. I, 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 and I get it. I, I get it. The stories need to be told I, because they haven't been told. It seems like there's so many because we haven't been allowed to tell these stories. But as a black person, I get to choose which stories I want to watch. And I'm not watching and, and, and because those things traumatize us. We right. act like it, I'm not desensitized to that. And I, I shouldn't be desensitized to that. And I don't want whiteness to get desensitized to that because that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. That's what, when, when you can have a conversation about Harriet and not talk about the pain, but you want to talk about the actors or the fact that they added a black character so that the white character could be the hero. Mm-hmm. I got a problem with that. Mm. See, I haven't even seen Harriet. Oh, I'm, I, no, I'm not going to see it. I just heard, heard seen they added a black um, overseer who is an abuser so that the white, oh, who is not even in the historical story, they added it to the story. Mm-hmm. So that the, and then the white slave owner saves from the black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. interested in that narrative. Yeah, they have a buffer. Got it. Yes, exactly. You know, um, I'm not interested in that narrative. And yep. so it, it's just it's just so incumbent. I need you to because I had a conversation and I, this this episode will air in January. So okay. but I had a conversation recently because I've been talking about capitalism. I've been talking about um, I've been we've been reading as a group on Sunday. The um, we have a hashtag called Scene Book Club and we've been reading how to be anti-racist. Mm-hmm. And I've been pushing back on a lot of um, Dr. Kendi's. Um, assertions that he's made and one of them in particular is about capitalism because he's he has he says he wants anti-racist anti-capitalism and I am of the opinion that we can have an anti-racist capitalist system Mm. Um, and that's where I want my research to go because capitalism like Marxism like communism like um, like socialism is only a theory it's it's that all of them have been um, have been have been enacted and 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 moved forward with white supremacy at its root. Mm. So I'm saying, can we let's see if we can do this capitalism thing without white supremacy as the root, as the as the as the thing. Mm. And until you I, until someone can say that doesn't happen, then I'm then I can. But I don't think we have. I I don't have a problem with capitalism. It is how we've used it to justify the horrors around the world. Right. And so um, I was having a conversation with uh, um, one gentleman in the community because he's really been trying to he's trying to understand this. And because he was like, he thought I was anti-capitalist until he's I'm like, no, no, I believe in business. I don't know. It's just that y'all white folks are the only ones who have been able to, 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 to run this stuff and make the rules. Right. And so he said it was a conversation about uh, um, uh, Kamala Harris and, and he was saying, hey, I see you follow this other black woman who's really talking about this. I would love for you to have her on the show so you can talk about this. And I said, one, she and I DM, DM each other often to unpack what, what's going on in the real world. And two, I'm not here. We're black women are not here as a circus act for you to, to, for you to learn from, for you to gaze at us. Why would I bring her on so that you can have entertainment? I mean, I get it. I get, and, and, and he, and, and this is the thing. And I understand it's an innocent request or thought, but it's not innocent. 
mm-hmm. because it goes back to what we were talking about or just you know the the whole you have to see me in pain for you to understand and believe that I'm in pain why should black women be have to openly have conversations about how Kamala Harris is being treated like shit in the media being treated like shit among everybody else for you to believe for you to believe why why I got to have a conversation for you not to be able to see it for yourself because the most dangerous thing is a bunch of black women together that's the most dangerous thing that is what my current pilot is looking at is looking at building black excellence in data science and so these mm. women have joined this journey <laughs> with me mm-hmm. and several of my collaborators in order to form this community of just a safe space to talk about data. And I talk about race and data, right? Mm-hmm. I talk about how systems have mm, been constructed. <laughs> you know, I talk about tech. I talk about what is really data science? What is the workflow? How data is people? Mm-hmm. So if data is people, then they're talking about you. They're talking about me. They're talking about your life. They're talking about your kids. They're talking about your relatives. And I love how they always want to make data seem so unbiased. It's just, you know, just put that. It's it's just it, let's data. And, and, and it's just like, you know, we're going to take the human. How the hell do you take? Where did the data come from? If not from the humans? <laughs> that, exactly. And that's what I talk about. I spend a weekend with a most 20 women. I've done two so far, one in Atlanta, mm-hmm. one in Houston. We're funded. Damn, I hate that I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> where this pilot is being funded through the Kapoor Center, um, mm. collaboration with Black Computer. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you heard of Black Computer. We can talk about that in a minute. Yes. But we got, we, we were funded. So there's gonna there's already two. So we had one in Atlanta, one in Houston. Um, and we put these women in a room and they come, some of them fly in, and we have two days, a Saturday and a Sunday, and we talk about it. And then every month, we talk about other things. I put up little assignments, I share videos, um, I give them the opportunity to self-guide their learning and also to ask questions of the community, of me, um, of each other. They post about different activities that are happening within um, their own spaces, what they might want to do in their career. I mean, this is a little, a little alcove, right? It's it's a small alcove for you to actually come in, be present, not have to worry about anything else and just release. It's so funny because that's something that my friends and I are putting together just because we've seen the power of black women and the ability to get a group of black women together to align and, and commit to helping each other rise. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is the fear of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the biggest fear of white it supremacy. It is the biggest fear. So I do everything I can in order to protect the community. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, mm, that's vital. And that's so, vital. And that is the work labor that I do is to protect the community. I tell the women, look, we are asking for you to sign off on any media releases and photo releases. And some are just like, what are you talking about? I was like, because I'm giving you a choice. How often are you given a choice? Do you want this out there? So on my LinkedIn, I, mm-hmm. I finally mm. posted the two pictures, one from the first group, one from the second group. It's gotten all these likes and everything like that. But it took me a while to feel comfortable to even release those photos because I did not want to tag anybody. Mm-hmm. And I had to have that conversation to go, look, I don't want to tag because I want to make sure that you have anonymity if you want it. Okay, see, now this is, okay, oh, you just so spoke so to That's me. why I'm starting, that's why I have my startup, Data at X is because it's data, education, and plus X, whatever the X may be. Okay, so now let, let's anyway, break this down. No, 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 no. This is how this conversation, this is like you and I sitting over coffee. Coffee, our conversations go all over the place. So Right, right, we're going all over the place. But this is the reason why, but you hit on, that tweet hit on the reason why I do what I'm doing in this startup. And, and this is, exactly, and this is where you just hit on something. And I've had several white people to come on and understand this whiteness is all about their individual. It is about them as an individual. 
can't speak for any other people of color. I'm going to talk for black folks. It's about community. And so you just spoke on that and you, you highlight how I run and manage hashtag called the scene mm-hmm. as a community. My job is to ensure that people are safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about the individual I need or, or the person with privilege. If so, so if I, like I've made missteps when it comes to trans individuals. Um, and when they call me out, I publicly make that a, a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. I change my vocabulary and we and, and, and we move forward because I want to make sure that the most vulnerable mm-hmm. are taken care of because when the most vulnerable are safe, everybody else is safe. Whiteness exactly. is not used to that. Whiteness is all about the individual. Mm-hmm. And so this is where the I see the 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 headbutting happening in tech right now. Right. You have these white tech guys who are used to just doing what the hell they want to, whatever makes them comfortable and never mm-hmm. having to not only not deal with the consequences of behaviors, but not even having consequences. To so there, there, is, there is that point, right, of uh-huh. white, but there's also other people of color, Asian, South Asian, Indian, as well as yeah. Asian, as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. Chinese, Japanese, Taiwanese. I'm, I'm missing a couple mm-hmm. of other uh, uh, groups there. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. That are also in the tech space. And have blocked out. Ah, you coming? Keep going. Keep going. People of color who are in this country. That's that model. That that's that model minority that, myth. Exactly. That's that model. My they they have come to protect their proximity to whiteness, and they will do anything to stay anywhere to exactly. distance themselves from blackness at all costs. Exactly. I have found that the biggest when I call something out that the 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 most rabid the most vir- v- bitch the mo- the most the people calling me a bitch the most all of that on twitter now they'll send me emails cuz they are anonymous but the ones on twitter are south asian men mhm they're south asian and i actually had to go to one of my south asian um um twitter folks and say hey what the fuck is going on here yeah why i mean cuz i understand the modern minority myth but why are they coming to the rescue or the protection or defense of whiteness in, in, a, in a place that, in a space that is so, so hateful of me when whiteness was throwing them under the bus at the, and, and he was saying, and, and he really helped me understand. He's like, you know how you, how you um, have learned to, um, how to engage with mediocre white men in tech? I need you to engage with these dudes the same way because that's, that's how they are. They are insecure. They are trying to protect um, because let's be honest, the only reason they're in this country or doing this work, let's be honest, is because white supremacy has given them permission to do it. It's not something that they they have the agency to do on their mm-hmm. own. So that's what I run up against more than anything. And I've been in computer science since 96 when I started college, right? So it's been a battle. Yes. And this is why I'm very clear when I right. say don't say white people it of color when you same. mean black people. Don't say women of color when you mean black women. Say yeah. name it because it's not the same. So that has been your biggest. Deter- those have been your biggest obstacles. Or, yeah, because I I taught at an R one institution, so that means that there's PhD programs fully vested, as well as there's a, a lot of federal and corporate money that professors are getting in order to pursue their research, and. Uh, yeah, I had grad students and some of those grad students, they did not like me as a, their advisor, their mm-hmm. research advisor. Mm-hmm. And so I had a, I had a time. Mm-hmm. I had a quite challenging time to get students through the program and, and for the graduate work, for the master's program. And think about and that then, related to data. If you don't, res- I mean, how do you, how do you say that data is, Un, is is unbiased when you have individuals who don't respect the individual who's been placed to guide their learning. In academia, you have certain bars, right? You have about six years as an assistant professor before you go up for what's called um, promotion and tenure. That's promotion to associate professor and tenure, which you come in untenured or with non-tenure. So about halfway through, you receive an evaluation, a formal, more formal evaluation. But that evaluation includes a little bit of your teaching, mm-hmm. a little bit of your service, mm-hmm. but the lock share is going to be about your research production. 
which you are dependent upon graduate students and of course collaborators in your industry in order to help you produce that work and gain those grants. Mm. If you are having challenges in obtaining and maintaining good graduate students who are going to listen to you, navigate through the process of getting through their degree program, you're constantly recycling mm. the work. You're like you're like and a then, rabbit and just 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 on this bad treadmill. Everyone in the hashtag called the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral nor is it apolitical. Two Intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtag causeascene.com. Like, like a rabbit just, just, just on this bad treadmill. And then and that just- happened to me. And you're just hitting it because people want to act like these are innocent things, but you just hit it. You need grant money and you need these things to keep your job. This is finance. These are financial impacts. Oh, right. This is financial all day long. It's finance. It's finances in order to pay for a graduate student out of your grant. It's finances to pay for yourself over the summer when you're a faculty member at the collegiate level. It's all about how the money runs. And if you don't have a suitable cadre of workers, collaborators who are your colleagues and peers, as well as undergraduates and and graduate students, it's it's very difficult to make it all work. Mm. Mm. It's very difficult to make it all work. This is so, this is, this is new to me. See, again, this is why I love this show because I learned so much because there's so much that people want to make it seem like that white supremacy is KKK and swastikas. And I'm going to add mega hats in there because to me, I'm going to tell you, a mega hat ain't no different from a swastika to me. I'm not going, you might think, you might be wearing it because that's what, you know, you want to fit in with your community and you don't really aspire, whatever. I'm not going to go around and figure out who really aspire, who really believe in this mega hat crap. And who don't? I'm just going to remove you from my circle of influence. So that said, and, 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 and I'm saying this because I need folks to understand because I have to, as an educator, this is classroom management. I draw very clear boundaries. Um, so you can try to argue that shit if you want to, but it ain't happening here. So this is what I want to point because everyone wants to act like this is innocent. Oh, it's just this. It's just the symbol. It's just no. No, this shit is fundamentally impacting how black women mm-hmm advance professionally and economically. And then y'all want to talk about the, 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 you know, the, the wealth gap and we can't get a leg up. Right. I mean, if you look at the work of Faye Cobb Payton, put that name in your, just read her work. Cause she talks about black academics. She talks about oh, Payton, women, got it. Mm-hmm. black women academics. She talks specifically about how we're pushed out. We're given the advisory mentoring role, officially and unofficially, especially at institutions that have very little diversity, people of color. And I do mean people of color, not just black people, but as people of color. And then we aren't given the opportunities in order to move up. Or we're getting so much slack and flack that we just like leave. She talks a lot about that's the body of her work. So I, as I said, I always am trying to cite black women. I'm always trying to make sure that when I talk about data, about computer science, I am trying to highlight, amplify the work of others that have done some phenomenal things that people are not paying attention to. Mm. I'm about to send her a tweet right now. Gotcha. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I could just list women. I mean, there is yes. um, co-founders of Black Computer, Jamika Burge mm-hmm. and Quincy Brown. Mm-hmm. There is um, another sister that I know, right? She is um, Dr. Nikki Washington. She's She has just started um, uh, Represent 365, where she is highlighting Black scholars in STEM. Right. 
Now, now these are all women in computing because I'm mm-hmm. in computer science. Yes, so these exactly. are all black women in computer. Mm-hmm. They all got PhDs. Yes, in, yes, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. So, as black women being so highly educated, mm-hmm. we doing this work and getting no credit for it. Cause you would, you would not, I would not think based on what I see in the media, based on what I see um, in most social medias that there are any black women in doing this work. You wouldn't think that cause no one's talking about talking to you or talking about this. Right. Because they want my face on the website but they don't want my voice. And they want your data and your expertise, but they don't want your voice. And they don't want to pay me. Woo! Girl, you got the mighty damn no you just hit. You, I got eight. I talk about it all the time. I talk about money. Girl, I... T- you're not going to pay me. Pay me. Mm. Girl, somebody, somebody like, sent me... I have to ask to pay... I'm sorry, right here. No, go ahead. I got to go off on yeah, this yeah, yeah, And I'm right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to ask you... How much is my honorarium? I'm already annoyed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I have to ask you, are you covering my travel? Mm-hmm. I'm already just it's, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out how to roll this back mm-hmm. because I can't deal with this no more. But I will get, I will sit in a room and there will be someone non-Black come in for just that hour and a half that they're scheduled to, to talk at me and the group of people that I'm with who happen to be of color mm-hmm. and get paid who knows Ooh, how much. girl. And then they walk out. Yep. And I'm just in here like, so you willing to pay that to yep. come and tell me this that I already know, but you're unwilling to... Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me read you. Hey, me? <laughs> let me read you this message I got from LinkedIn. Hi, Kim. My name is Bleep, and I'm from Bleep here in Atlanta. I was talking to a coworker of mine, and we got on the topic of people she would like to meet or spend more time with, and she mentioned you as someone she would like to meet. This coworker's name is Bleep. She runs recruiting for our Atlanta offices at and as a leader in building out our diversity and inclusion hiring strategy, she's a young white woman, so I don't know why she's doing that, but that's another story. Um, I know this is a strange request, but I thought it would be cool if, if I could arrange for the two of you to grab lunch sometimes. Please let me know if you're open and I will facilitate the introduction. Thank you, Kim. For, uh, and if you have any questions, et cetera, please let me know and I can, you can reach out to me directly. My mm. response to this, hold on, because I, I just want to... Oh, you responded. Oh, 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 oh. yes, baby, 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 baby. My, <laughs> my response was, thanks for reaching out and I'd be happy to meet with her at my consulting rate of $500 an hour. Have, have I heard from him? No. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You respond. That's good. See, you know, I do that because I do that because I need my job. My work is mm-hmm. to highlight this bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't want any opportunity. I don't want him to walk away thinking I didn't I didn't see it. I don't want him to walk away with I didn't understand the request. I don't want him to walk away with nothing. But your ass should have thought about paying me. <laughs> I can buy my own damn lunch. My fee is $500 an hour for that bullshit. What, how does that equate to a lunch? To give a white girl information on how to do her job because she obviously don't know what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I and this, and this, this is something that I battle as well because you have a luxury because you're outside the academic yes. space mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But inside the mm-hmm. academic space, it is like it is part of the uh, other duties as assigned. Yep. You're uh-huh. to be able <laughs> to just, you know, give out 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. to people like it's candy. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here like, oh, n- wait a second. What <laughs> do you want to talk to me about? And, and, and all of these, this, this data garbage that I get, which is flyers to mm. forward to individuals, stop. I am not working for company X. Mm-hmm. Out. You're not going to use my yes. credibility yes. and then push it oh. out. 
and transfer that credibility to whomever you want to engage with. Like that is I get the same thing. I get the same thing when people DM about, can you retweet this job? Who the hell are you? Do you have anything in place (laughs) since you're trying to recruit these underrepresented, marginalized individuals? What is your plan to ensure that not only that you recruit, which is diversity, but you retain, which is inclusion? If you don't have that conversation, if you ain't ready to have that conversation with me, don't don't tag me, don't DM me, don't do nothing. And moving into 2020, it will call. It will be a fee because we are launching hashtag causing jobs. Oh, I'm not oh. doing this shit for free. Oh no! And this is one reason I am. Um, I I have my own business because I knew I wouldn't last in, uh, in corporate America anymore. And I'm actually finishing up my doctorates. I just decided to finish up my doctorates, and I don't oh, see okay. my, I don't see myself going um, into academia. Not like that. I can be a visiting somebody, but I couldn't do you. Because um, no, no, sir. I, I, I need to be able to say no. <laughs> right. I need to be able to say no. So that so that is I still combat is this notion that, you know, you send an email with a flyer that that email is somehow going to be parlayed and distributed out in an expectation that it is. No, wait a second. And then I also have to school <laughs> individuals about this as well. Because what some of these recruiters will do will try to hook into one of the learners and be like, hey, can you help me get in with whatever organization Mm -hmm. or institution and and set up a meeting or what? I'm just, I look at this, I'm like, oh, I was like, "Uh um, baby, what? Are you getting money for this? Oh, baby, oh, spo- exposure pays mortgages. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get an internship. No, maybe. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pimp out anyone that I'm instructed. But that goes back to what you said. We talked about before about us protecting, us being that 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 safeguard around, helping them make informed decisions. But not all skin folk is oh, skin girl, folk. Oh, that's why, again, I tell people in a heartbeat, don't ever think that I'm going to throw a black woman under the bus. I don't care about Candace Owens. I don't care about them diamond and pearl folks. I don't care about that. that um, what's her name? Um, Amarosa, except for the fact that she was able, except for the fact that she was was able to infiltrate the highest levels of government because y'all underestimated her ass. I love her for that. Uh, how the hell right. did she get um, uh, recording in, um, devices into the Situation Room? But okay, because... I was like, oh, receipt? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, she's a bird yes. now. I'm a, I'm a person. This exactly, situation. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, but you know what? I, I tell you this, um, and I say this, black, black folks have to deal with our own internalized white supremacy and anti-blackness. Those people deal with it. I don't have to be in the room with them, but what I'm not going to do is throw them under the bus because that's what you expect me to do. Mm-hmm. I'm never, and I've learned, I'm never going to go to the rescue of anybody. If, if I'm, if I'm ch- challenging somebody, if I'm going mm-hmm. toe to toe, it's because a black woman has been, has, has, y'all done did something to one of us because right. I have not seen that reciprocated on my end. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I might say, you know, I might co- co- comment, retweet and say, you know, this is some bullshit right here, but I'm never going to come to your defense. And they and the ones who get it understand it. I'm not going to do that. You don't need my defense. Mm-hmm. You have white supremacy on your side. I don't you don't need my defense. Um, right. But yeah. And, and so, yeah, when you say all oh, skin. No, I learned the hard. I've learned the hard way. No, I will not. I'll just let you, you know, I, yeah, I'm just let you do what yeah, you do. Yeah, baby, you can sink or swim. I, <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and get my little folding chair out and just do my popcorn. I'll just wait when you come back around. Mm-hmm. I'll be right exactly. Because like, you, what you're going to do is white supremacist is going to slap you in your face at some point. You'll be like, damn. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what that's how that thing. At, but you but you chose that path. So you know what? You need to get your face slapped on that one. We're going to let that one go. Um, yeah. 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 Thank Yeah, exactly. Um, and so th- going back to the money thing, because it's so funny because people think like, um, Followers mean something. First of all, I have seen. Oh my God, baby! And Wells Fargo ain't taking followers for mortgage. I just, I just, (laughs) they just don't translate into dollars. And it's like, so I have a process where you can become a hashtag cause a scene um, community supporter because there are people in this damn community has some money. And of of, of, I have eight thousand followers. Twenty one people are giving me a hundred dollars a month to do this work. I'm, I'm, I don't care about y'all. What, what? 
uh, 21 people when my damn hosting um, just went up to $155 a month? But, oh, what? yes. Because I'm getting, oh, I'm getting popular. So I'm getting more. <laughs> so I'm getting more hits on the website. And I, it went from $67 to $155 a month. And that's, and that's one, one thing that I'm paying for to, to support this community. And you people will right. spend, particularly San Francisco, New York ass people will spend $100 on some sushi. And you can't give me $100 a month if you don't get the hell. That, this is where I, I don't care. I don't, I can, that's why I say what the hell I want. That's, I, right. Nope, you ain't bought shit here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have not put in. So all of you ain't nothing but parasites and voyeurs. Yeah. Because that's what whiteness does. Right. I mean, it, it does not, it sits back and sucks up all this, this great knowledge about black from black women. Oh, follow black women, vote like black women. But yet Kamala Harris is getting torn to shreds mm -hmm. because yeah, that it, it, it doesn't translate. How do you follow and vote like black women, but the black woman is not getting treated equitably in any way, but Buttigieg, who reminds white folks of their kid, their little innocent little white boy, is polling well. Why? Who, who the hell is this dude? <laughs> what has he done lately? Well, he's uh, just a white dude. To me, he's just a white dude. I run into them every damn day. They about as generic as I don't know what. I don't even know. Okay. Politically, that's a whole separate episode. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm sitting back still waiting for someone like, like I tweeted out just yesterday, which I pre tweeted out in July. I want every pre U.S. presidential candidate, including the GOP nominee, to give me a list of what they're going to do in order to address the institutionalized racism. Oh, if you're not anti, if you're not anti-racist, I, I I don't know what that can do. That's what I want. I want to know what regulation. <laughs> I want to know what policies. I want to know the data, mm -hmm. and I want to be able to review your mm -hmm. plan. Give me a plan mm -hmm. for that. How are we going to address inequity in mm -hmm. education? How are we going to address the fact that we have books written for mm -hmm. and by white men? When are we going to start putting in things that highlight more than slavery mm -hmm. when it comes to black people? Girl. When are we going to start and the to civil rights And the civil rights movement. That's the two things we get. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two things we get in that one month. We're going to start to learn what the Latinx community, community has done, especially in the mm -hmm. Southwest, that has just completely been just co-opted. And ignored, yep. And ignore. When are we going to talk about the fact that most of the United States, the names of the United States, actually come from Native American yes. mm -hmm. language? When are we going to start talking about all of the, all, all of that? Mm -hmm. When are we going to really deal with all of? And being here in Georgia is is interesting because the Cherokees were everywhere, and no, I mean the Chattahoochee River. I mean that. Right. I mean every that runs throughout the the damn state, but you would think they never existed. Right. When are we going to start talking about all the little communities that have been completely wiped out mm -hmm. because of power structures and domination? Mm -hmm. Girl, the West End about to go. Girl, they about to redo the West End Mall. God damn. <laughs> Everything. I mean, mm. wh wh when are we going to actually have like, real conversations? When are we actually oh, going to change some things? When, when we, we going to call a thing a thing? When, when are we going to just actually just do this? So that's what I do. I, I work to build and create curriculum and tech that considers race, gender, and class. And how oh. are we actually going to do this? And I'm going slow because it's me and my collaborator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. And but listen, got to start someplace because yes. it can't we can't continue to do this. We can't continue to have co people of color walking around thinking that everything is in a white glaze. Yes. We mm -hmm. have to start to educate mm -hmm. ourselves about what is working and what's not working. We also got to start educating the next generation. But we also have to think about the mindset because I'm a big mindset person. I'm a big yes. growth mindset person. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I try to identify if someone's a growth mindset or a fixed mm -hmm. mindset. I have to do that mm -hmm. very quickly because I have to understand how I'm going to Yes, how I'm going to engage. Because <laughs> if you fixed, I'm going to be, I'm a, I'm a, okay, fix and move on. Because <laughs> I, I, I can't, 
continue mm-hmm. to, to like, try to prove to you and this is that lifelong learning is necessary. We're in the we're information in the age. age. We're yes. in the yes. knowledge. Knowledge, yes. You cannot be fixed anything. You're gonna Girl. have to. You're gonna have to recycle. You're gonna have to rebuild. You're gonna have to upskill. You're gonna have to work. You're gonna have to lifelong learn. That that's it. I'm now ready to articulate and to publicly share my need to shift from causing the scene. Currently this work, this push for equity, for minimizing harm, and for prioritizing the most vulnerable is collectively viewed by many as noise, bullying, troublemaking, as contrarian for controversy's sake, rather than what it is, a necessary evolution for the overall health and well-being of those who work for us, partner with us, buy from us, invest in us, and society as a whole. My focus from this day forward is to forge a path to welcoming and psychological safety in systems, institutions, and policies at scale because I will no longer put new wine into old wineskins. My team and I will be spending the next few months making the necessary changes to ensure that my new commitment to doing the proactive work of leading a movement framed by the guiding principles and seen through an anti-racist lens strategically happens with a relaunch on Juneteenth. To be kept informed of our progress, please follow me on Twitter at K-I-M-C-R-A-Y-T-O-N-1, Kim Creighton 1, and on our new Kim Creighton's Community Cafe Discord server. When I started Hashtag Cause a Scene in 2019, it was out of my frustration that no one was listening. Now that you're listening, it's time to get to work. Thank you for the years of support, and I'll meet you on the other side. Have a wonderful day. Lifelong learn. That's it. Girl, you have hit on some stuff that, oh, Lord, you, mm, okay, so, yes, so let me, yes, so so let me tell you, first of all, what my pen tweeted, probably won't be when this, this comes out, but this December 1st. Uh, my pen tweet, and it's talking about because uh, this whole bullshit that happened with Kamala Harris this past weekend. I said, um, "Y'all gonna fuck around, and black women are the moral co- black women who are the moral con- compass of this country are finally gonna align across class, generations, color, etc. Mm-hmm. Because we have no more fucks to give, and no desire to elect another racist or a similist as president. That's just right. That's just that thing right there, and then." The the work that I've been doing in tech, because people want to call me inclusion and diversity expert. No, I'm not. We just can't get past this shit. So that's why I have to keep focusing on it, because I can't get to the real work because there is no diversity or inclusion. So I, right. can't, I can't move forward. So right. the, um, my doctoral study that I'm finishing up, it's basically about how do you scale organizational knowledge within organization? How, how do you scale that? How do you get that tacit knowledge out of somebody's head to be able to scale it for com- um, competitive advantage, innovation, um, differentiation? Mm-hmm. And that that leads me into, again, going back, because y'all know I can always bring it back, bring it back to, you know, creating the safe spaces and ensuring that we are are prioritizing the most vulnerable. The book that I'm going to be working on next year is called Defining, Redefining Capitalism Without White Supremacy, The Economics of Being Anti-Racist. Mm. Mm. Because this is where I, 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 we ain't going, I'm not, I'm, I might not prove nothing. I may not get, but you're not going to say when Kim left this earth that she did not try to do put something of value in this. And this is where, when I'm talking on, when I'm talking at conferences, when I'm speaking to these tech dudes and I'm telling y'all, first of all, we need to change how we define the word technical. We're using that wrong. We're using technical wrong. I have more technical skills than if all you can do is compute. What you have are technical skills related to technology. I have technical skills related to how humans and cultures and interact. And when you're talking about automation, It'll be a long time before they can automate what the hell I do as opposed to what you do. So we need to start using those terms correctly because in tech, when we say technical and then we call everything else non-technical, that's why you and I don't get paid. Right. Because we're not value. We're nice to have. Right. But then the, but the, then the people who can put some code in there with use some curly break brackets, they consider a valuable the ninjas or whatever. But they don't do anything 
when in the information economy, in the knowledge economy, to help forward the, the what's going on in that university, in that organization, in that community, mm-hmm. because they again is that singular stuff. Right, but it's singular for this reason though. It's because they want people to code whatever someone else told them to code, not for them to think about what they code and how exactly. they code. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and you see that from Stack Overflow. You just go and copy and paste. Copy and paste. So, you know, this is why I talk about data science. That's why I have not adopted the term AI to replace mm-hmm. data science. Because Oh, I didn't know that was an replacement. I didn't know people oh, yeah. were using that as a replacement. Replacement. People are replacing. How is that replacing? That's two different things. <laughs> people on this podcast can't even see my face right now. But yes, because. AI uses data. It's not replacement of data. <laughs> Correct. But in order to make it more nationally easier to digest, data science is too is 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 not quite understood, right? Because the definition of data science isn't really understood. So they use AI because AI preceded data science. AI has been around for, I don't know, about 60 years or so, right? So people easily understand, okay, AI is about rule-based systems. If then, if you do X, then X, then Y will happen. That's easy for people to understand. So they just say AI. And then they say automation because people understand automation, manufacturing, right? But, but that was industrial age. <laughs> that's industrial, exactly. But that's where some people's minds are. And I talk about that in my talk, and I talk about that often. I was like, we're no longer making widgets. Right. We're, 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 we need to cultivate knowledge. And so y'all still acting like we're making widgets. Exactly. So that's the reason why I think AI has replaced data science. I did not know that. Because, right. Because you don't hear data science. You hear AI. And now you're hearing algorithms. Yeah, but I didn't. I mean, I hear the terms, but I didn't know they were trying to transplant that for data science. That doesn't make sense. That's what I've seen because they don't want to talk about the data because data is from the beginning to the yeah. end of the system, right? As soon as it comes in, all the way into it's being used inside of not only digital systems but yes. also physical systems, and then what is the communication yes. coming out of that system? That is what is the full ecosystem of data science? AI is just one part of it. And that doesn't even incorporate the fact that once you put the data in and it comes out, now we all never talk about, and this is why we have problems with Facebook and everything, we never talk about how that whole system impacts people in the real world. Exactly. We don't talk about the communication and the what I call, um, what I like to, like, like to call data storytelling, oh. right? So the data storytelling is, I believe, a term that came out of the humanities and social mm-hmm. science. I cannot remember who, who, who first gave that term, but I talk about data storytelling. Like, okay, once you have the data, that data plus credibility gives you information. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, so data is different than information. Mm-hmm, yes. You need to have that in the mm-hmm. middle. So data plus credibility equals information. So that information therefore has to be communicated. And, and so you hit it on something, hitting on something right now because people also co- um, com- try to use information and knowledge. They're not the same thing. Data, right. information, and then knowledge because knowledge comes from lived experience. Exactly. Girl, you just... <laughs> This is why you should be at my weekend because we talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where I have to tell people I'm a researcher at heart. So all this other stuff is just like, I knew I had to do it my way because I knew academia wasn't going to work for me. I just, mm-mm. So I had to figure this out my way. But yes, you are talking my language here. Yeah. Because I tell people, I'm like, data is nothing. It's just wrong. It's, 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 it's exactly. Then people talk about yeah, information. Okay, information is, this is why I went to um, a doctorate program to get a bi- doctor's in business administration focusing on technology, entrepreneurship, because there's a whole bunch of information on the internet. People say Google all the time, but that didn't help me at all. Right. I needed a way to take the information and put it through my own lived experience and it come out as knowledge. Right. <laughs> right. And that And that is what we have a deficit in is data literacy. Mm, 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 mm. Right? Girl, you're just scratching my itch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have a, so if, unless you understand how data works, it's also understanding how money works. Yes. The corollaries are all there. So, and so, that's how capitalism works. And so it all is. And that's how capitalism works. So now you're talking, so when you're talking about Kamala Harris, but it all mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay. So yes. she's a black woman who's a senator. Who yes. is a prosecutor by training? Yes. 
Yeah, served mm-hmm. in that capacity for her majority of her career. So she mm-hmm. is factually based. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to try to find a pathway in order to discredit her. Yep. And it happened through Becky, who decided to, when that damn thing, thing came out, if you don't remember, y'all need to go Google when Becky decided to do her little, um, I think her name was Kelly. Kelly was something. Um, Becky decided to do her little, she couldn't just resign from the, the campaign and just quietly just, you know, go. No, she had to resign and make a whole kerfuffle about how, um, incompetent and unorganized the campaign is. Hell, every campaign has that. But then the story that came, so then I had a oh, okay boomer moment with some folks because they were like, yeah, and then, and then, and then. I was like, ah, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Because there's a, so I was like, no, no, no. Let's be honest. Not one of these candidates, nothing they saying right now is going to mean shit if Mitch McConnell is still at the head of the Senate when they get in, because there are over 200 damn pieces of legislation sitting there that he will not bring to the floor. So I don't even care about that at this point. Now I want to look at, again, the race. Now I need to look at some other stuff because that that, that ain't going to happen. So I need to look at it. So now I'm digging up underneath that y'all didn't want. This is what happened. Y'all didn't want us to dig underneath y'all shit. Right. Because you're going into the data. Yes. To understand the information Mm -hmm. to your knowledge. And then the next day the story comes out that Becky quit the damn campaign to go work for Bloomberg. Uh-huh. So while all y'all were sitting up there talking about believing that bullshit, what, what was actually going on is because whiteness can is always cast as a, a hero or a victim, never the villain. Becky had to cast herself as a victim of this campaign so right. that she could feel that she had the right just to justify her move over to this Bloomberg campaign. So right. this is how y'all get caught every single time. And I would I would dismantle your argument every single time because you're always looking at the surface. I'm looking, like you said, I'm looking at the data. Yeah, look at the data. That's why I always focus in on what is the data. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's going I to feel tell like you. we done went to church. <laughs> what? Has, you're welcome. <laughs> Praise the Lord where all things flow. Okay. Yes. So you have to look at the data and you mm. have to question whether or not the data is accurate. Yes. And you have to be of a sound mind and of a knowledgeable mind and critical thinking mind in order to ask insightful questions about the data. Because you cannot, you cannot tell me mm-hmm. that all of this stuff is happening by circumstance. So when you talk about Mitch McConnell, for example, there is one legislation that I helped Mm. create, which is called the Deep Fakes Accountability Act. And that is looking specifically at deep fake technology and how Mm -hmm. it has, um, is a one form of tech harm, particularly to black and brown people. Mm -hmm. And also to women, right? Revenge porn is probably what it colloquially is known as. But deepfakes is looking at regulating how deepfake videos, audio, and imagery is handled. There's going to be, well, if it gets passed and you went through it, mm, it, mm-hmm, it would actually mm-hmm. look at providing some type of recourse for anyone that's dealing. It means that you you are you you have to certify if you are creating a deepfake that is a deepfake. You have to say that it's fake. And you have to say where you got all the videos and all that, in, that audio video information from. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't do it, there's going to be repercussions that could be very legally binding and include some in prison time. Mm-hmm. But you see, we're not talking about any of that. Mm-mm. Oh, that's sitting that's sitting on Ms. McConnell's in the, his inbox somewhere. Sitting there. And there's one that came before that as well that's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. But he is pumping. They pumping out them damn, um, those judges, those conservative judges, though. Pumping them, them out. Without, without a problem. But we're, not, we're, but, but we're talking about altered doctored video. Exactly. That is, in, that is impacting the presidential election and every election. Around the world. Around the world. Mm-hmm. And we could possibly looking at how could we regulate this? How could we have a conversation? Just have a conversation. Let's just have a conversation. Mm-hmm this make it more national mm-hmm. so people will look at a video that they get on whatever social media is their favorite mm-hmm. and really start asking questions about it but that means that you're going to want people to be informed and that's the thing and that and that's a, I, I, used, I said this I don't know when I came up with this I think it was when um, I started really um, so I was in Catholic school most of my life but my high school years I had some really rebel real rebellious nuns oh my lord 
they were like an answer to a prayer for me because they had me um, just start questioning stuff, like as was reading comparative religions and all kinds of stuff. And this is it flows from again when you tell me that 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 fixed thinking, and I um, used to say all the time, facts change. Truth remains the same. People are like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at our textbooks. Look at whoever is in power gets to change the facts. Right. Get, but that doesn't change the truth. Right. And I'm a person, I want to know the truth. Whether that's painful or not, I want to know the truth. I don't care about, and so data helps me get to the truth. Right. Before you start slapping on all these narratives that you want to tell truth. about facts. Right. But the data is hard to get at. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because it's being it's being protected under intellectual property, mm-hmm. data privacy. Yep. Um, but they taking it from us, and then they and they and then they're protecting it from themselves. Right. Exactly. Then right. they're making it. Then they own it. Right. Yeah. 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 So our data isn't owned by us. Exactly. It, it is about us. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. W- so every mm, so I just I just as I'm just waiting for people just to get to get a clue. Yes, baby, and that's what all hashtag is, and that's why I go back again. Why I did not I respond to those kind of things because I'm not. I need you to understand that I I see what you're trying to do. You ain't right. getting away with shit here. I see what you, but you, even, would you help me because now I know how to respond. Next oh time. girl, yes, girl. Oh yeah, uh huh, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Because what because what they're gonna do as a black woman, they're gonna discount me. So no, 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 you're gonna do that anyway. But I'm what I'm gonna do is gonna I'm gonna put my voice out there. I'm put my narrative out there. Now you can again, you can create whatever facts around my truth you want right. to, but at right. least I've communicated my truth. Right. So right. before we wrap up, because I really want to know what is this learning, um, learning the language of black Twitter. Yeah, so this is a project that started um probably about four years ago. And it was because I noticed that who I was teaching didn't didn't really know any people of color in computing. And they didn't know black people in computing. So I started this hashtag black computing series um, with the with the class. Um, and then that kind of parlayed into um, let me look at Twitter and we look at black Twitter. And so um, two students at the time and I started to look at Black Twitter, look at the different categories of how Black people were communicating online. Um, And then Oscars 2016 happened. (laughs) If you don't remember Oscars 2016, there was no Black people Mm -hmm. nominated. In fact, I don't believe there was any any people of color nominated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... uh, this, and that, but that was Oscar so white, right? Yeah, and then right. So then Oscar so white hashtag um, was now elevated, right? So April, I believe April Rain was the first one to use that because of her hair. Mm-hmm. Um, about two or two, about two years before that, and so we started tracking Oscars hashtag Oscar so white. So during the live broadcast, we were grabbing tweets. Mm. Oscars so white, Oscars. Um, and then anything that had to do with black culture at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. grab that. That's 2016. We did it again, 2017, 2018. And, and the students have since graduated. They're off at grad school. Um, and I'm, I just did 2019. And so I started, so we started just collecting it. And then we started just, we have, I have a paper out about it, um, about what we, uh, what we found in the very beginning, which was, it was kind of interesting. You know, we saw hashtag Oscar so white um, actually not only account for maybe five percent of the tweets that we're able to to grab um, out of the you know million or so that we were able to to grab between the, the three of us um, over the over the three years, uh, and then we started to look at different types of categories inside of those tweets. We started looking at the tweets themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's do some natural language processing on these just to see what we get. Mm-hmm. And of course, the results, as per what you saw, the language of Black Twitter, um, some of the positive tweets that we as Black people would say were positive were mm-hmm. inclusive or negative. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and a lot of the tweets that we found were negative. They were, you know, just tabbed as negative. Mm. And it was like, well, this isn't negative. <laughs> we're like, this, and this is from 2016. This was just mm-hmm. a 2016. We just used the 2016 tweets in order to do this. So I've been now, you know, uh, looking at the tweets themselves and looking at these natural language processing algorithms that if their default is inconclusive, if they can't tell positive or negative of they a tweet, de- they default to negative? It defaults to inconclusive or negative. Bullshit. <laughs> and so I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm by myself doing this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I'm still just kind of noodling around every so often, trying to just try different um, different gates, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what you do. You're trying to tweak an algorithm, right? Yeah, you're what's happening. So I'm just still trying to figure out how to tweak it. Um, and the tweaking isn't going well. <laughs> it, 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 it is interesting because if there's um, any negative word, the negative sentiment factor is going to go up for the tweet. Give me an example of a negative word. So a negative word could be protest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> negative word could be cursing. Oh, hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me all day long. <laughs> and it could be. And that's why I tell people I love the word motherfucker because yeah. you can say that so many different ways. It means so many different things. <laughs> Go ahead. So if you use um, blackface. Mm-hmm. So there's these words that are coded as negative. But the sentiment, which natural natural language processing is supposed to be looking at sentiment. So definitely nigga from if you're talking to your homegirl or whatever, that's negative. But right. if you're talking to your homegirl. Right. And you might be saying something positive. Yeah, exactly. But the positive connotation that you intend is not being coded into, into that damn algorithm. This algorithm. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I... So I did a presentation back in May about language of Black Twitter. And I gave some examples of some of the, quote, positive and, quote, inconclusive and, and quote, and quote negative ones. And people looked at it like, really? Like, that's not <laughs> negative? That's not positive? And that's why my slides are on are online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted people to see it. I want people to, to look and go, you know, this is encoded. Yes. Yeah. I mean, who decided that protest was a negative word? word? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who decided that cursing was negative? Oh, girl, everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we are looking at our language, and this is just English. I'm not even looking at other languages, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at just English, right? Because that's the only language I know mm-hmm. that I can speak well in. Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing as far as encoding this? these words to be prescribing them as positive and negative. We can't really get the sentiment mm-hmm. of a tweet unless you look at the whole Tweets, tweet, which exactly. is, is means you need a human brain. Yes, yes. But still we try to use an algorithm to replace what the human brain can see as and understand as positive and negative, but it also depends on the lived experience of the person looking Thank at you. It. And this is what gets me, gets on my damn nerves, is we always, we're trying to automate out shit people in tech as soon as we can. It's like, no, if I say, if I see one more thing talking about, oh, a COO position can be automated out. How did, how is the one position that's about putting in process procedures and policies about managing people? How can that be automated out? Can you please tell me that? (laughs) So that is, and that is a tweet. And just as a final note on this um, black Twitter conversation, um, there is work out of the UK that dropped about a year and a half ago. Um, that looked at American Twitter mm-hmm. and what were the trending words and what was the um, new words putting into our vernacular. And guess where those words originated? Black Twitter. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And the words that were originated were not very favorable to Black people. They were racialized and sexualized. I'll send you the document. You can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's we're going to add this to your, your episode. <laughs> I'll just send you the document. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, I have a hard time reading the document, but since you are a researcher at heart, yes. you will appreciate, just look at the visualization yes. and you will see that the words, the origin of the words come from places that are heavily populated with black people. Mm. And of course, metropolitan areas, which yes. tends to have more diversity, more people mm-hmm. of color. Mm-hmm. That's where you see, you don't see the words coming out of, 
somewhere in middle America. Yes. You see it coming out of the coasts and particularly in the Atlanta area. Well, I'm going to tell you, I already said that whiteness is not creative at all. All it does is steal and appropriate. Co-opt. Yep, so it. It, it, it just like to, to have someone out of the UK to now take tweets that were for Twitter in America mm-hmm. and then turn back and say and get shine off of the fact that black Twitter is changing the vernacular yes. of American English. Yes. And has always. And has always. Yes. And there is. It, but we get no, we get no shine. credit for that. We get no, no credit at all. So what are we doing? So I saw I was just like, oh, so you just gonna talk about you know you're gonna talk about American, you're talking about a whole different country's Twitter. Yeah, that speaks English, but a different English. Different English. Ain't talking about a marginalized group because I don't use underrepresented minorities. You don't what? I don't use underrepresented minorities. Oh no, no, it's marginalized. It's yeah. marginalized or highly disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. So you're, you so then you say how a marginalized community is basically changing the vernacular mm-hmm. of some other com- uh, some other, other country. country. Mm-hmm. And you think that's, that's okay to do. And then you get press about it and then decide to go ahead and just roll with it. Of course. Whew. All right. This has been, okay. this is within what I thought it was going to be when I, when we logged in and I saw you um, and I was creating that damn tweet. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a hell of a loo. <laughs> So what would you like to say in your last and your final words? Oh, my goodness. Final words. <laughs> we have gone. You can say whatever, because we have talked as if we didn't sat around the, right on the kitchen table. <laughs> we, we, we sure have. I think my final words is going to be this. Um, take some time to learn about the history of another culture mm. and teach it to somebody else. Ooh. So don't just take it for yourself. But make sure that you... We scale in this knowledge. At scale. We need education at scale that is inclusive. And that's my final thought. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful exchange. <laughs> this has been great, Kim. Thank you so much for having me on. Anytime, I'll do this again. This is fun. Especially when you're in the middle of a tweet. Yes. Have a Tell wonderful next time you're in the middle of a tweet. Let's talk again. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. All right, you do the Bye-bye. same. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Call the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene community. Just visit the website at hashtagcallthescene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.